Good day and welcome to our faithful fellow cast listeners. I want to start off today just by thanking all of you who have been tuning in and listening on a weekly basis. Maybe it's your first time. That doesn't matter. Thank you as well. And uh, if you've been enjoying these episodes that we put up for you on a weekly basis, whether it's Bring Your Own Bible or any of the other uh, seasons that we've dished up before, please take a moment to send send me some feedback, send me some suggestions if you have, you know, of what you would like to hear in the future, what you've enjoyed. Maybe you even have a testimony of how this the, this content has, has impacted your life. I would really appreciate if you would do that. Uh, you can send it to Valdu at The Fellowship. It's W-A-L-D-O at thefellowship.co.za. And I would love to hear your feedback and your thoughts and your comments. Uh, we're always open to to that. Um, but today, we are still on the Bring Our Own Bible series, and we are in Genesis chapter 27, where Pastor Garth will continue to talk us through in the storytelling fashion of his uh, through the Bible. And uh, we've still got a long way to go, but this has really been a great way and a means of uh, receiving Scripture, eating the Word, and, and, and receiving it in a way that is more palatable, probably, um, than just sitting by myself or by yourself and reading. So take a moment to get yourself ready and enjoy this episode. Hello, Valdu, and hello, everybody. Yes, here we come into chapter 27, and I gave you a bit of a heads up last week and said, go read this chapter a bit uh, and get your head around it. Uh, it's not a very unknown chapter for most of us. Most of us will know this part of Jacob stealing his brother's blessing. But it is interesting in the bigger picture. Uh, let's jump back again to chapter 25 and kick off the story there. Because while these two boys were still in their mom's womb, the Lord gave a prophetic word to the mother who asked, what's going on inside of you? Why is there so much kicking and jostling inside of you? And the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb and two people from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other and the older will serve the younger. So right there before birth, God already knows which baby is going to come out first. He knows Esau will be born first. Then Jacob will come out. And already here, before birth, he's saying Jacob as a nation will be stronger than Esau as a nation. In other words, in the long run, God is saying Israel will be a stronger nation than Edom, which is Esau's descendants. And the Edomites will be subject to the Israelites. Now, first place, how does God know this? God is just all wise. He knows the future. But how much of the relationship that's about to follow is determined by this prophetic word? Never does God say these two sons will hate one another. Never does God say um, you, Rebecca, will young, love the younger more than the other one. And so Esau will become jealous. And you, Isaac, will love Esau more. And so Jacob will become jealous. He's never saying in this prophetic word that you as a family uh, will be torn into bits because of jealousy and envy and because of the unlovingness towards your two boys, mom and dad. That's, that's not said by God. Uh, and there's nothing evil about saying the one nation will be stronger than the other and the younger's nation will be stronger than the, 
and then the other one. So we must be careful not to read the entire story into this one prophetic word. God is not writing the script of their lives. God desires blessing for both these boys. Uh, it's God's will for both of them to have a good life. He's got good works prepared in advance for them to do, as the New Testament will say. And both of them as well, if we can read it from the New Testament perspective, is predestined to be transformed to the image of Christ. That's the will of God for every single human being, to look and to live like Jesus Christ, the picture of God in flesh. We are made in the image of God and we have to look like that. That's God's desire for our life and that's a blessed abundant life so when we when we get to chapter 27 that chapter 27 is not scripted by chapter 25's prophetic word the, much of this is the choices of the people involved and yet even through their wrong choices god still performs the word that he said he still fulfills the prophetic word that he's spoken all right so we come to chapter 27 and we find uh, Isaac loving Esau more calls his son Esau into the tent and he says to him, my son, I'm getting older, more advanced in years. By this time, he's blind already. And he says, uh, I don't know when I will pass away, when my last days will come. And I don't want to leave you without speaking a blessing over your life. Therefore, going to the field, going to the open country... Uh, take your bow, take your quiver, and go and hunt some game and prepare a meal the way that you know I like it. And once I've eaten with you, I will lay my hands on you and I will bless you. Now already, yeah, what's wrong in the story? His other son Jacob is not there. He, he doesn't call his other son Jacob also and say to him, I don't want to leave you also with a blessing. By this time, it just shows the relationship is so divided that he only has a heart for this one son. He only wants to bless this one son. Further wrong in the story is that there was a prophetic word in chapter 25, and God made it clear, the younger will be stronger than the elder. And along the way, we know, and the family knows, that the birthright already belongs to Jacob. And yet, he has this desire to only bless Esau. Uh, there's something really hurtful already in the family by this time. Uh, jealousy has already worked its way through and divided the family. Well, Rebecca hears this conversation, and as Esau heads out into the field, she heads out and goes and gets her younger son and says to Jacob, Jacob, listen up and do what I tell you to do. There's a real urgency here. He says, go to the flock and go and get two choice young goats, Bring them back to me and I will prepare a meal for your dad the way that I know he likes it. And then you will go in and you will go and get the blessing. And Jacob puts his hands up and says, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, what if dad feels me or smells me or something and just knows this is not Esau, this is Jacob. I'm going to get a curse on my life instead of a blessing then from dad. And Rebecca quite brazenly says, well, let the curse fall on me then. Just do what I say. So he heads out, he gets the two goats, and they prepare the meal together. Uh, what are we looking at? About three hours minimum for all of this to take place, for the slaughtering, for the cooking, for the everything. And um, then she takes some of the goat skin and she puts it over uh, Jacob's hands and his neck, 
those parts that will be exposed when he's wearing clothes. And then quite cleverly, she tells him, go and, go and get the best clothing that Esau have and put it on. So now he smells like his brother as well. And with the food, he goes into his dad's tent and he says to his dad, Dad, here I am. Uh, I've made you the food the way you like it. Eat and bless me. And then we've got some a scene, something like Red Riding Hood taking place when the wolf comes into Omar. It's this questions being asked. Because immediately dad picks up, wait, that's not the right voice. So he says, who are you? He says, no, it's Esau, your eldest son. And he says, well, come a bit closer. So he feels his hands and he feels his neck. He says, oh, you feel like Esau, but it's the voice of Jacob. And he asks him, how did you get the food so quickly? He says, oh, no, the Lord has blessed me. I, I, I was blessed and I quickly found the game that I needed. So dad knew, man, hunting, hunting is a tough game. And then he says, all right, let me eat. Come closer and kiss me, my son. So it's sort of like a last test. And as he holds his son and smells him, he says, ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you of heaven's dew and of earth's richness an abundance of grain and new wine. May nations serve you and people bow down to you be lord over your brothers and may the sons of your mother bow down to you may those who curse you be cursed and those who bless you be blessed now as we listen to that blessing from the prophetic word in chapter 25 this word must have fallen on jacob for isaac to want to speak this blessing over esau this is contrary to the prophetic word of god because he's saying May you be Lord over your brothers. He's only got one brother. Esau only has one brother. And the dad's wishes, his blessing is, may you be Lord over Jacob. But God has already said, no, the older will serve the younger. He says, may the, may the sons of your mother bow down to you. Now, again, this mother only has two sons. He's saying, may Jacob bow down to you, Esau. And yet... Uh, through the scheming of a mom and a son, it landed on the one that it should have. So Jacob goes out from his dad's presence and scarcely has he gone out when Esau arrives. And Esau says, here's the food, dad. Eat and bless me. And Isaac says, but who are you? He says, no, I'm Esau, your eldest son, and I've returned from the hunt. He says, but who was here just now? I blessed him. I gave him all the blessing. Um, I, I blessed him and indeed he will be blessed, Isaac says. In other words, he's saying, even it wasn't my intention to bless Jacob, he will be blessed. And then Esau breaks down in tears. Just listen to the deep emotion in verse 34. When Esau heard his father's words, he burst out with a loud and bitter cry and he said to his father, Bless me, me too, my father. To which Isaac says, 
I don't have another blessing. I've already blessed him with a dew and with the mountains and with lordship over you and all of these things. What else is there to give? How sad at that moment to realize that this dad only had this one blessing for one son. He didn't realize that God's blessing is not like a slice of cake, as if we all have to grab for a piece to see who can get the biggest part of it. And when it's done, it's done. God's blessing is for every single one of us a full round cake. I mean, it's, it's the, whole, the whole bounty for every one of us. But this dad believed that I cannot bless two sons. Only the one can get a blessing. And so when Esau kept pushing his dad and said, please, 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 my father, give me a blessing also. He said, your dwelling will be away from the earth's richness, away from the dew of heaven above. You will live by the sword and you will serve your brother. But when you grow restless, you will throw his yoke from off your neck. Now it's incredible how this was fulfilled. At the end of the day, Esau became the nation Edom. And Edom is there where Sodom and Gomorrah was, in that territory just under the Dead Sea. And you can go and check up pictures on, um, on Google Images and find it somewhere online. Uh, of Petra is a well-known city, and it's carved out of the rock uh, in the place called Edom. And really, it is away from the dew of the earth. And there were um, people who lived by rioting and by war at the end of the day. So Esau took this for himself and said, all right, this will be me and this will be my people. And he walked in it. But as he walked out, he said, uh, I'll hold this grudge against my brother Jacob. And when the days of mourning for my dad is finished, I will kill my brother. It was his intent to kill his brother because of what his brother has done to him. And when the mom found out about this, Rebecca, she heard what Esau said and the decision he made in his heart. She came up with a scheme again and she said to uh, Isaac, listen, these, these wives that Esau have married, these Canaanites, they grieve us. They are a pain in our sides. Um, they don't serve the right, same God. So Lest Jacob marry one of the Canaanites, let's send him up to go and find a wife at our family up there um, uh, in Pardon Aram. And the idea seemed good to Isaac. And so they sent Jacob off. And uh, for the next couple of years, 14 years in total, uh, Jacob will be working to earn his wives over there, uh, far away, up in Assyria territory. And we'll get to that part of the story. But the saddest thing is that this mom who connived so much for the son that she loved, this was the last day that she ever saw her son again. By the time that Jacob comes back, his mom has passed away. She's no longer there. Uh, so she paid a really dear price for, for what she has done here. The, the beloved son is gone. Now there's a lot of questions around this because... Even stealing a blessing doesn't mean that you get it. I think what the story shows us is that Jacob's heart was set on getting things of value. Spiritual things was really important for him. He realized 
the value of what he's about to get over here. Uh, Esau, on the other hand, um, he lived a different kind of life. Even the wives that he chose, he didn't seek the Lord. Uh, he didn't seek the Lord's blessing, I believe. Uh, it didn't show in his life. But the bigger picture is what's really important over here, is how a broken family hurts absolutely everybody in the family. That's the bigger part of it. Um, so the big curse coming into the family is that curse of jealousy that they allow to thrive in the family and that is taking over their lives and breaking apart their relationships. I think let's keep that in view because that's a lesson that every one of us can learn from to get rid of sin in our family, in my own personal life, so that it will not spill through to a next generation and cause bigger and bigger festering that will break apart relationships and blessings. So next time then we're going to follow Jacob in his journey up to pardon Aram and we will see how this man who's been scheming for things throughout his life now finally meets a bigger schemer, Laban, uh, when he wants to try and marry his daughter. Thank you again, Pastor Garth. Always a pleasure to have you. Uh, you have become in many ways part of the furniture at the fellow cost we don't have a lot of furniture only a few little items but you have most definitely become part of that and i really appreciate you for that i appreciate the input that you give to this show if we could call it that and i really believe that those who have been listening uh, would, would, uh, would be able to say the same so thanks again we look forward to, to listening to you again next week until then bye bye